What up, what up, what up, guys? Welcome back to the Triple M Podcast. It's your host for the afternoon, Matthew. And I am Michael. How is everyone's day going? I hope it's going well. It is hot. It is very hot. West Virginia has decided that summer starts today and no later. And it probably will not end until October until it's time for winter. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it goes from one, one uh, what's it called, like dramatic to another. Dramatically hot to dramatically cold, just one random day in October. Sounds like a good idea. Anyways, first and foremost, Michael, I do believe we had a contest last week, and I'd like you to announce the winner. All right, so last week we had asked, what was my favorite Nintendo 64 game? With the uh, answers being Mario Party 1, Super Mario 64, Mario Party 3, or Donkey Kong 64. We had about one, two, three, four, five people to comment on this post, and two of them got it correct. Tyler Roberts and Eric Huffman. Congratulations, guys. It was Donkey Kong 64. That is my favorite Nintendo 64 game of all time. So big shout-out to you for getting it correct. Very good choice. That is also my favorite N64 game of all time, closely followed by Paper Mario. Yeah, Paper Mario. I never played it, but I will take Matt's word that it was a good game on the N64. Well, it definitely wasn't on the 3DS or the Wii U. And those games were garbage. Paper Mario games. No pass. Alright. Uh, anyways, guys. Uh, I guess we'll start with how our week went. Uh, Michael, what'd you do this week, my man? Uh, honestly, what I do a lot of the week, I just sit home and game. You can't really go out and do a whole lot still. Things are finally starting to open back up, or going to open back up on what, like the 21st? I think that's what our governor said. May 21st, yes yeah. sir. On the 21st, we can finally start out and do, go, ah, can't talk, never can talk on the podcast. We can finally start going out and doing stuff again and play, play some basketball. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I, I've been mostly playing some, uh, some Town of Salem. Been playing some Persona and a little bit of uh, Final Fantasy, of course. You know the the usual. Actually, I got to see uh, Brandon and Sarah. They came down and uh, showed me how to do some Animal Crossing stuff, where I just uh, I got it. So, yeah, uh, Animal Crossing seems like it's going to be pretty good. I got to put some hours into it, and it's it's kind of high on the pro- priority list, but it's lower than Persona right now. So hopefully, I'll get around to it uh, eventually, and now I can help people out with their. Uh, I don't know what they're, what's it called, islands? Islands. Yeah. I can help people out with their islands. I'm going to make mine horror-themed. I love horror. Anything scary, I'm going to grab. Uh, Brandon was telling me. Scariest thing in Animal Crossing is Tom Nook's uh, loans. Dude. Yeah, dude. Dude I've charges heard that. a lot. I've heard that. Brandon Brandon was telling me there was a uh, there was a clown on there like named like Pierre or Peon or something. Start, something that starts with a P. Peon. Peon. <laughs> that Pierre. sounds like something Miss Worley would call us on the bus. <laughs> It is something you would call us. You'd say, sit down and turn around and shut up, you peon. Piss me plum off. But yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be looking forward to that. If I start getting into it more, I'll tell you guys uh, my Switch friend friend code or whatever, and then you guys can add me on there, and maybe we can play some Animal Crossing together. You can come steal my apples. I don't know. But how has your week been, Matt, man? Uh, I've been playing Town of Salem. I have yet to win a single game. Um... I'm still playing Rocket League almost religiously. I just finished my second consecutive perfect season. Ooh, so nice. it has been like 76 games since I've last lost on franchise mode or whatever it would be called. So, not meaning to interrupt, but what's your favorite um, 
role that you've been on Town of Salem so far, or do you have one? I don't really have one because I don't really understand the intricacies of that game very well. So that hence why I have yet to win. Gotcha. What what roles have you been? Have you been like um... I've been the escort. I've only played like three times. I've been the escort. I've been the jailer, and I've been the serial killer. And the serial killer. Okay. Okay. So. I can explain to you guys what that what that means. An escort is, just think of them as a prostitute. They go out and distract somebody each night, meaning that they can't do what they're supposed to do. A jailer jails people, and if they find them evil enough, can execute them. And then the serial killer is a serial killer. He just wants the whole town dead. He wants to be the only one alive. So escort and jailer are a part of the town team. So if, if town wins, Matt would win in that situation. Um... I can explain more. I'll teach Matt more on how to play, man. We've been talking about it. He he wants to get into it, so I'll try to help him out there, and you know maybe we'll uh, we'll get a game of town together, uh, get a game of town in together, maybe stream it or something. Who knows? Town's fun. Yeah, that does sound. That sounds like a good time. So I've been playing Rocket League, and uh, actually, uh, I've been playing a game called Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. Have you ever heard of it? Ever played it? I've heard of it. I've never played it. I've heard of Wolfenstein, the New Colossus. It's a, it's, isn't it an alternate timeline where Hitler won the World War? Yeah, it's right? an alternate timeline where Hitler wins World War Two, and pretty much the whole world gets taken over by Nazis. Okay, that's what I was thinking it was. So, you you've been liking it, or I love it. Uh, the only thing I don't really like about it is like. It's so technologically advanced because, like, it takes place, like, 20 years after World War II in the 60s, and there weren't robots that could fire lasers back in the 60s. There aren't robots that could fire lasers now. Yeah. <laughs> Wolfenstein's, Wolfenstein's living in 3020, not 2020. But, uh, it's, it's a really fun game. I, I like the guy I am. Uh, his name Blaskowitz, I believe, is his name. Uh, uh, his body was, like, destroyed, like, broken, and he got this, like, power suit thing, kind of like Iron Man in a way, but not really Iron Man, that allows him to have full mobility of his body, and uh, he has like a pregnant girlfriend or wife, and one of his favorite, I'm not going to really spoil the game, but it's just, it's really good, like, just the plot, and it's a shooter game, like I said, I've never been the biggest fan of shooters, but uh, I've actually gotten into Wolfenstein quite a bit, uh, and uh, I've actually been playing Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door since the uh, new announcement the other day. Oh, dude, that new announcement is going to be legit. Um, I think before we hop into news, or is that where you want to hop into is some news? No, we can do whatever you're going to say. I was going to say, I think before we hop into some news, we give you guys a little update on our video game Hunger Games. So, so far, what we're going to be doing is um, having the 24 people announced. We're going to announce at least, I'd say, what, 20 of them right now? 20 to 22 of them right now? And we'll be putting on Facebook, like, some pictures of these characters and letting you know what they are, their pros and cons, and giving you a little bit more into them. Because I know that a lot of you guys aren't going to know the ones that I have picked because they're from, like, JRPGs and things like that. We have also decided to not let Kratos into our video game Hunger Games because he's winning. If he, if he was in it, he would win. So, Kratos isn't in it. If you guys have any suggestions whatsoever, comment on any of the pictures that we post up. Just DM me or Matt on Facebook, uh, you know, whatever, and we'll take them into consideration. So, for right now, we'll 
introduce a few of those guys for you. Matt, you can start with your list, brother. Who are some that are going to be confirmed in our video game Hunger Games? Alright, uh, uh, we kind of wrote them down in, uh, in our group chat for our uh, podcast. and uh, We've got, um, for me, Doom Guy, Master Chief, Samus Aran, Ganondorf, Link, Byleth, Ridley, and Simon Belmont. And you had a uh, Cloud Strife, Crimea Levens, Bayonetta, Dante, the Bloodborne Hunter, Alloy, and Mia Karnstein. And 2B. 2B as well. Uh, that is 16 that's confirmed. And then we came up with a couple more just in case we needed them. I came up with Shamir from Fire Emblem Three Houses and Edelgard from Fire Emblem Three Houses. So that it brings us up to 18. Matt, do you got a couple more you want to throw in? I've got Gearham, Roy, Zant, and Ampa. Three of the four are from Legend of Zelda and the other one's from Fire Emblem. So, what I think we should do now is tell these, tell our listeners what games these people are from just in case they're kind of interested. So, 2B, she is an android robot from the game Nier Automata. Cloud Strife is from Final Fantasy VII. A lot of you are going to know that. That game came out in like 1994, 1996, somewhere around there. Cremaria Levens is from the game Valkyria Chronicles 4. She is known as the Winter Witch on that game. Bayonetta is from Bayonetta. Dante is from the Devil May Cry series. The Bloodborne Hunter is from Bloodborne. Aloy is from the game Horizon Zero Dawn. She is a person who fights robots because robots have taken over the Earth. She fights like... um, Tyrannosaurus Rex robots, little um, pterodactyl robots, you know, all kinds of robots. She has many weapons. Like like I said, we'll explain this better with some pictures and things that we put on Facebook. And Mia Karenstein is from the game Code Vein. She is basically a vampire, kind of. She lives off of blood. She is a revenant. That's what their version of vampire is. She lives off of blood. She has... Um, bionicle attachments to her that can come out and stab people. She carries around a musket and a bayonet so she can stab and shoot you. She is elusive. She's fast. She's got plenty of pros, a few cons, and yeah, we'll, like I said, we'll explain more and we'll put up some pictures on Facebook to get you guys hyped up for this Hunger Games. Matt, explain your uh, yours. Oh, uh, hold on. Excuse me, sorry. I almost forgot Shamir, who is a bowman from Fire Emblem Three Houses, and Edelgard, who is a sword, not swordsman, axeman from Fire Emblem Three Houses. All right, my list goes with Doom Guy from the Doom franchise. He's essentially a futuristic uh, demon hunter. Um, Master Chief, I'm sure most of you are familiar with. He's uh, Xbox's mascot. He's the main protagonist of the Halo games. He's also kind of like a futuristic gunman, soldier type guy. Samus Aran, going along with the same thing, is from the Metroid franchise. Um, she, uh, she's been around a really long time. She's also a futuristic kind of like bounty hunter that has a laser cannon for an arm. Uh, Ganondorf is the main pro- antagonist of the Legend of Zelda series. He's a reincarnation of a demon called Demise's Curse that is uh, forced to go back into an infinite loop of reincarnation. Link is the uh, protagonist of uh, the Legend of Zelda series, basically the anti-Ganondorf. Byleth is the uh, 
main character you play as in Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, master of quite a few weapon classes. Ridley is a futuristic robot-type dragon that uh, Samus Aran fights. And Simon Belmont's this, like, 15, 1400s, like, witch hunter kind of guy. Yeah. Okay, and what we're, uh, we're going to do with a lot of these characters are we're putting them in a 24 for all. Like, we still need a few more. That's where you guys come in. If you ask for somebody enough, then we'll put them in. If not, then we'll come up with a couple more. But we're doing a 24 for all, just like in the movie The Hunger Games. And I'll write off a little story on what happens, and then I can read that off to you guys as the days continue. Like, say, for example, that we decide, or I'm just going to say somebody that's not even in it. We say that Mario dies day one. I'll write a little story and be like, so day one, what happens is Mario gets shot in the head by one of Bayonetta's pistols, or something like that. And that's how Bayonetta dies before Bayonetta, or not Bayonetta, that's how Mario dies before Bayonetta runs off into the woods to hunt more tributes down. So, there'll be a little story to this. We're going to try to make it as fun as we can. And like I said, we want you guys to get involved by telling us just a few more characters that you'd like to be put in here. This roster isn't set in stone, even though I think me and Matt really like our few that we put in there. We could always replace some if, if the demand's high enough. And like I said, I think we need like, what, two two to four more? Yeah. Anyway, so guys, let us know about that. And be, be sure to check out on Facebook. We're going to be putting up some things. Like um, one of the things I'm going to be putting up is going to be called Season of the Witch. It's going to show Cremaria. It's going to show Bayonetta because they're the two witches. Cremaria being the, um, uh, not the Umber being the Winter Witch, and Bayonetta being the Umbran Witch. And I'll give you some pros and cons on these guys. And then we'll see, you know, if you guys think, uh, you know, who one of those could win, or if you guys are like, ah, oh, they're dead day one, or they're dead day two, or whatever. Just give us some feedback on that, guys, for real. All right. Uh, that's about it for the Hunger Games. It sounds like it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, this was an idea Michael came up with, and I think it'll... It'll do the podcast really well. Just give it a little bit more depth. Anyway, on to some gaming. I, I, I hesitate to call it news, but uh, what do you think of uh, Jeff Keighley's summer festival of gaming instead of like E3? How would you compare and contrast them? And which one do you think is the better uh, format going forward? See, I'm not sure a whole lot about um, Jeff Keighley's, what's it called, summer festival? Summerfest. Summerfest. Yeah, I've I've not ever seen it. So, can you explain like what it is? Okay, you know how E3 is like a week of uh, Nintendo, Sony, uh, Microsoft, and uh, all the independent publishers uh, showcasing their games in about a week period. Yeah. Summerfest is kind of like an E3, except it's not as action-packed in a small amount of time. It's a huge amount of announcements. One that I won over the summer. So you basically have something to look forward to every one or two days as opposed to just like a week long of E3. Okay, I like I like that better on the sheer fact that it, it could be a small morsel. You know what I mean? Like E3, you're getting everything. And everybody gets their own day at E3. Like Sony was like Thursday or something. I don't I'm just spitballing. Sony was Thursday, Microsoft was Friday, and Nintendo always went last. So they went like Saturday or whatever. And everybody gets... Um, Everybody got their day to shine there at E3, but I kind of like having just little morsels coming out every now and then. It might not be like 
as fun in the beginning, but it'll be more fun because it's like two weeks later and it's like, oh, did you know this was happening for Microsoft? Ooh, did you know this was happening for Nintendo? This for PlayStation? I like the I like the summer festival idea. Uh, yeah, uh, Summerfest actually start off with uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 being remastered for Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Nice, brother. That's have you a- ever, do you have any experience with those games? With the Tony Hawk games? I, the only Tony Hawk game I ever played was um, what, American Wasteland, I think? American Wasteland. American Wasteland, I think. The one where um, you could like sticker slap off of stuff, and that's the only move I ever did. Everybody was like... Do the do the insane ollies and all this stuff. I'm like sticker slap. That's all I will ever do is sticker slap off of the wall, sticker slap off of this dude driving by in a car. It didn't matter. It was a sticker slap game for me. But American Wasteland was fun. I did enjoy it. Uh, PlayStation or not PlayStation? My gosh. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is a uh, kind of like American Wasteland, except instead of a more story-driven narrative, kind of like American Wasteland had. Tony Hawk was more of a set of levels, and you had a list of things you want to do, like land a 25,000-point trick or collect all the letters of the word skate or jump a huge gap and land it. I mean, it just had... It was like a complete task list of things to do and a bunch of different random courses to uh, do it. Okay. Hell yeah, man. That sounds like a good good time. Like, I know that my buddy TJ, he really liked the skate series compared to the Tony Hawk series, but I've always been a Tony Hawk guy. I've never played, like, uh, Skate 3 or whatever. And Skate 3 is the one that everybody was high on. Maybe, you know, it, it, it had to have been a minute. Because I've not heard any, like, new skateboarding games in a while. So this this should make people excited. Especially skateboard fans who want to see Tony Hawk back. This uh, should make people happy. Oh, uh, man. Uh, I do believe that there will be a port coming to Switch later on. But, like, every other uh, third-party game at 10, Switch gets, like... Uh, two three month delay before they get their copy of the game, but uh, I am looking forward to it. Um, uh, I do think it'll be a lot of fun. It'll definitely bring a lot of people childhood nostalgia. Um, uh, anyways, this past Thursday, I believe, uh, Sony had a state of play showing off gameplay of the Ghost of Tsushima. Um, do you have anything about that? About the Ghost of Tsushima. Anything you're looking forward to? Anything you saw if you watched it? Anything just about it in general? The Ghost of Tsushima trailer looked extremely awesome. I mean, Ghost of Tsushima is a game that I have kind of been looking forward to for a long time, ever since it's even been announced. Um, and it's it's going to be a game that I think a lot of people are going to enjoy. Because... I, I just gotta say it, man. PlayStation makes bangers. Like exclusives, they don't. They, they hardly ever miss. Have you seen some of the uh, like uh, Metacritic scores on PlayStation exclusive games? It's like 95, Last of Us, freaking 93, Persona 5, um, Nathan Drake. That's not the fucking name of the game. The name of the game is Uncharted, but Uncharted 4, like 90. Death Stranding, like 90, up for Game of the Year, and it came out in, like, October. PlayStation exclusives are bangers. So, get hyped for it, guys. Get hyped for Ghost of Tsushima. Get hyped for The Last of Us Part Two. Get hyped for PlayStation 5. Just get hyped for gaming. There's never been a better time to game, guys. It, there really hasn't. Like, gaming is just... It's such a great way to pass your time, especially if you're still self-quarantined. 
and I know a lot of the world is. Just go out, get yourself a game. Well, you can't go out. That's redundant. Order a game from Amazon and a game system. Have Amazon bring it to you and then play. Play in, like all these games, guys. I'm telling you. Start with Persona 5 Royal. Thank me later. <laughs> I'm telling you. Do it. It's so good. Just Ghost of Tsushima is going to be good. I'm going to pre-order it. I'm so ready. It kind of reminds me. I watched a little bit of the gameplay of Assassin's Creed. Never played Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Guy going around talking about how good games are. Never played Assassin's Creed. But I will take your word for that, sir. It, uh, at least like the stealth and like takedown killing thing that you, the main protagonist of uh, Ghost of Tsushima does. It's very reminiscent of uh, what uh, whoever at the time is the head of uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I don't know who the head is. But I I'll mean, it doesn't have a set head. It's just different people, different times. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah, dude. I'll tell you this, too. Ghost of Tsushima is set in, like, old-school Japan, which is going to be fucking awesome. Samurais everywhere, old-school Japan buildings over here, probably a giant gong that you can throw somebody into. Shit's going to be wild. I cannot wait for that game. I know, I know that Matt is over here listening to me talk about Ghost of Tsushima and how much I like it, and he's got one game in particular that is going to fucking... He is so ready for that I'm just going to pass it over to him and let him explain his excitement for the new Paper Mario. All right. Uh, you guys, if you've been following along with this podcast or even know me in person, you'll know my favorite game of all time is Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door. I'm a big fan of the franchise. It's probably second behind Legend of Zelda just because Legend of Zelda always puts out quality titles, whereas, uh... Bangers. Bangers. Whereas, uh, Paper Mario's hit and miss the last several years. But, uh, I watched this, this game's trailer came out Thursday. It was random. I actually woke up early for me, about 8.30, and, uh, I was just scrolling around on Twitter, and I see a trailer from Nintendo that says, uh... It's like Paper Mario the Origami King or something like that. I'm like, Paper Mario? So I click on it. And it starts off with, like, Peach. That's been, she's been turned into Origami by whoever the Origami... Well, the Origami King's name's Ollie. Which, I mean, come on, Nintendo. You gotta come up with a better name for a villain than that. Like, I feel like I, I feel like I could just go in that game and beat, beat Ollie's ass. And he has superpowers. <laughs> like <laughs> Ollie, Ollie poses zero threat. That's what Matt said. Matt said... He's going to slap the game on extreme difficulty, not not charge up anything, get no experience, just go up and smack all in the mouth. They would. I mean, his name is just, it's not a, it's not, it's not a game you put myth, like, menacing, like Ridley's kind of menacing, Ganondorf's kind of menacing, but like, Ollie, man. Uh, there are things I love about the game, things I hate about the game. Well, I don't hate, because I haven't really experienced it, but uh, things that have me kind of skeptical. The things I'm excited about, of course... Well, they brought back Paper Mario Color Splash's art style. The game is graphically gorgeous, especially considering it's running on a system that cannot compare graphically to its uh, competition in the Xbox One and the PS4. But uh, it's a graphically beautiful game. Um, I like that literally everything in the world is made out of paper. That is a uh, kind of a turnoff to a lot of people who prefer the first two games. But uh, I actually prefer this art style as opposed to those. Um, Essentially, you partner up with Bowser and his forces because uh, King Ollie in the game has transformed most of Bowser's army into uh, origami soldiers 
And uh, they're both trying to save Peach from her. Uh, the trailer's just... Uh, it's got me really hyped. Based on uh, what I've seen in the trailer and stuff, I have this game being better than both Sticker Star and Color Splash. And I have it being around the level of uh, Super Paper Mario. So if it can be around there, then I think this game might be enough to catapult the Switch over the uh, GameCube as my favorite console of all time. There a lot rides on this game coming out July 17th, and I am so stoked for it. So stoked. Dude, on the way up here, <laughs> Matt was talking about how excited he was for this game. And this is what gaming is about for me, being excited and being happy. I'm like... I'm genuinely happy for Matt that this game is coming out. I'm so happy, in fact, I may have to try it. And I've not played a single Paper Mario. Matt keeps wanting me to play The Thousand Year Door, right? Yes. He keeps wanting me to play The Thousand Year Door, and I need to do it. And I need to get this Paper Mario and see what it's about. Because, like, guys, it, the excitement is, is, what's it called? Like, not shareable, but, like, contagious. There we go. The fucking word contagious. The excitement is contagious. Once, once, you, once you see it... You're like, holy hell! This is this is what I this is what people want. And Nintendo, please knock this out of the park. You got this. Total faith in Nintendo. In Nintendo. It, total faith in Ollie. I feel like Ollie's gonna be a badass. Ten out of ten villain. I hope. I'm I'm rooting for you, Ollie. Uh, actually, I'm so hyped for the game. I went on Twitter and uh, I have Michael beside me to confirm this. What is my name on Twitter? King Ollie. His name is King Ollie on Twitter. And what's my profile picture? Looks like a picture of King Ollie. It is. I was going to say, I don't know what King Ollie looks like, but it looks like a picture of King Ollie. Ollie is ready to rock and roll. Matt's ready to give him the woo bops. King, King Ollie's going to get these woo bops and the boo bams as soon as, the, as, soon as the, it comes out. It comes out, what, 17th, right? Same day as Ghost of Tsushima. Ooh. Ooh. That's going to be a hell of a next week for our podcast. Ghost of Tsushima talk from me. Uh, Paper Mario talk from Matt. It's going to be fucking lit, guys. I'm telling you. I'm uh, excited. Other things I'm excited about the game is it looks like there are, in some capacity, going to be partners in the game, which has been lacking. I mean, Sticker Star and Color Splash both had these companions, but not like ones that would engage in combat with you. I do believe you're going to get some of Bowser's minions as your partners to help you take down uh, King Ollie and them. Uh... It looks like experience points are going to be back. I don't understand how they classified Paper Mario after uh, Super as an RPG, considering it... Sorry, I uh, had a hiccup. But uh, in Color Splash um, and uh, Sticker Star, they didn't really have any point to combat because all you did was collect resources to fight. Like You didn't get any other benefit other than items and uh, weapons to fight with. I mean, it kind of takes away the RPG element out of it, but it looks like that's coming back. And the battle system, you're in like this stadium, and the enemies are all jumbled up, and you ha you can control the stadium, shift it around until you get all the enemies you want in a line, and then you can attack them in a set order. Oh, that's that's epic! Like, uh, like, are you? I'm I'm assuming I've not seen this trailer or anything, but I'm assuming that you're fighting like Koopas and Goombas and things like that. Is that right? Or origami versions of them? Or King Ollie's taking over? Yeah. Okay, so you can line them all up, and then Mario can oobop every one of their heads, just jump, jump, jump. Is that is that like one of the things he can do? Yeah. Hell yeah! He gets a wooden hammer, and he gets boots, and he can attack with either of those. And I believe each one of those you can get separate power ups for to make them more powerful as you go along. Straight Justin Tucker pump one out of the screen. <laughs> Just straight, whoop -ah! Straight punting the Goomba. 
use a Koopa and just kick it into the other Goombas. Shit sounds fun. Now, the thing I am skeptical about is... The thing that made Paper Mario and Paper Mario the Thousand Year Door such memorable games were even the standard enemies like Goombas, they gave them personality. They gave them wacky hairstyles or different uniforms or like Goombella in a Thousand Year Door. She's like an archaeologist. She has like a coal miner's hat with a lamp on the top and like a explorer's outfit and then Coops has like a, he's like a fighter and he has like a band-aid going across his nose. Like it, it doesn't just look like the standard enemies. Like they have different variations. Whereas in uh, Color Splash, it does look like they're just your generic everyday enemies. Like the only original characters I've seen so far are King Ollie and his sister Olivia, which is your uh, main companion in this game. Okay, legit man, legit. I like that. I like the alterations, dude. I'm telling you, this game's gonna be hype. I got, like we we gotta we gotta hear your review on it for sure. I'm gonna give. I I've already got it downloaded on my Switch. Uh, it won't. Uh, officially come until July 17th, but I've already got the game pre-ordered, downloaded on my Switch, and I'm just anxiously waiting for two months and a couple days from now. It's going to be great, man. It's going to be so fun. Well, you got any more to say on your Paper Mario map, my dude? Because if not, I've got one thing here from Sony's State of Play that happened May 19th. Uh, or that is going to happen May 19th. Well, I guess my one thing I'll say is I do not believe that this game will be the pinnacle of the Paper Mario series. I do believe that will, all, will reside with the Thousand Year Door until they make more quality of life improvements. But I do believe this game is going to be leaps and bounds better than the previous two, and I definitely believe it's worth your time. Alright. I would have to agree. I think I think that this game is going to be worth everybody's time, man. You can't go wrong with the Mario title just in general. As I've said on this podcast, and I'll say it again, Mario is probably the most well-known video game character, period, the end. Everybody knows who Mario is. If you've played any game whatsoever, hell, even if you don't. He's one of those icons that stand out like people that don't know football know who Tom Brady is. People that don't know basketball know who LeBron James, Kobe, MJ are. You know what I mean? So yeah. Mario's one of those guys. You don't You don't even have to know what gaming is to know who Mario is. But... I guess we'll move on. This is from PlayStation Blog. Um, it's called uh, the title of this is called The Drop. New PlayStation games for May nineteenth, twenty twenty. So I'm on their website right now, and it looks like some games. Most of these are just going to be digital only, which is fine with me. That's cool. These are all just mini games. These are like these are like the little morsels we were talking about earlier with Summerfest, you know. These are things that that aren't the hypest like Ghost of Tsushima, but they're going to be cool, I think. And I'll explain to you a little bit what they are according to their um, description here. <laughs> a game called A Fold Apart. In a world of folding paper, there are two sides to every story. After career choices force them along separate paths, a teacher and an architect vow to make their long-distant relationship work at any cost. Experience both sides of their stories as the couple navigates the complexities of miscommunication and the emotional ups and downs of separate beings. That's, that, that sounds like a pretty decent game, actually. And I bet you all these are going to be like five bucks, five to ten bucks, because they're... They're all smaller games, I bet. Unless PlayStation has another sale like you got the other day, and uh, you get it, they pay you to take it. Basically, <laughs> that, there was a game, there was a sale on PlayStation called like Big in Japan or something like that. Guys, I I saved two hundred dollars on games. I spent eighty seven dollars for eight games. Shit was great. 
I was so happy for that. And I'm glad that A Fold Apart was the first game on this list on the sheer fact that we had just got done talking about Mario. <laughs> like Mario, Paper Mario. So that's cool. The next one is called Concept Destruction. Alright, <clears throat> Concept Destruction is all about driving miniature cars made of cardboard. Okay, cardboard and paper seems to be the theme of this episode. And crashing them into each other to earn points by destroying them. Picked from several different modes that suit your playstyle. What was you going to say, Matt? That sounds an awful lot like Burnout, except Burnout uses real cars. It's like Demolition Derby, kind of, in a way. Yeah. That's what Burnout's like, and that sounds like that game is, just incorporating cardboard. Yeah. uh, Cardboard and paper. The two things that are the most destructible, just throw them at each other, and whoever crashes it more wins. Next one. Dungeon of the Endless. Dungeon of the Endless is the award-winning roguelike dungeon defense game in which you and your team of heroes must protect the generator of your crashed ship while exploring an ever-expanding dungeon, all while facing waves of monsters and special events as you try to find your way out. So, that... I I don't know. That one doesn't sound like it's going to be for me. Like, I I don't want to fight... 3,000 enemies just to get to a dead end. No, I'll pass on that one. Fault Milestone Milestone 1. PS4 digital only. Out May 22nd, it says. <clears throat> Fault is a series of science fantasy cinematic novels using a unique 3D camera system for a visually Im- immersive reading experience. So it's a visual novel. This one's a visual novel, guys. Follow Selfane, a bubbly princess, and her sharp-witted royal guardian, Ratona, on their journey of a lifetime back to their homeland. <laughs> I can't say that word. Rugzenheide. Rugzenheide. Would you would you agree? I'll with say. It? I'll say Rugzenheide. Rugzenheide. Okay, Rugzenheide or Rugzenheide. So, sorry about that, guys. We I can't I can't say this one. I'll what I'll do is I will post this onto our Facebook page so that you guys can see all these as well. Next, Fluxteria. Welcome to Fluxteria, non-stop arcade space shooting action in full 3D. Four modes of play, story mode, survival mode, time attack mode, obstacle race mode. 14 different types of enemies, 20 different types of levels in beautifully stylized science fiction setting, crystal clear shooting and blasting sound effects, heart thumping music. So, I mean that just sounds like your basic, um, what the fuck was that called? Uh, it's old school. Tataria or something Galact- like that? Galactica. Yeah, Galactica. Galactica. Sounds like it's going to be Galactica, but name different and visually upgraded. Golf with your friends. I'm skipping this one. Gorn. Gorn is... Glory porn. Yeah, basically. Gorn, Gorn is a loot... Fuck, I can't say that word. I know you probably... Ludicrously. Ludicrously, yeah. Ludicrously violent VR gladiator simulator. Savagely... Strike down an infinite supply of poorly animated opponents. I like how they say that, poorly animated. With all manners of weapons. Swords, maces, bows, nunchucks, throwing knives, massive two-handed war hammers, or even your own blowed... Blowed. Blowed. Blood-soaked bear fists. I was trying to say blood-soaked bear, but a blood bear, and it came out blowed. (laughs) So, that game actually sounds pretty good, and it's for the VR. I'm going to just start straight punching people in the face. Alright, Gunman Clive HD Deluxe out May 22nd. 
Jump and shoot your way across a diverse and challenging levels, fight massive bosses. Gunman Clive is an old school side-scrolling action platformer set in the Old West. Bring out your inner cowboy and get ready for some real gunslinging action. Maneater. Looks like a shark game. Skip. What? What? What do you think that word is? M Fuck, that's hard to say. Mextermanot. Mextermanot for skip. Monstrum. Uh, I have heard of that. I don't know what it is, but I have heard that name before. Monstrum. Set on a direct... Di I can't talk today. Direct cargo ship, you have to outsmart one of your Monstrum's terrifying predators as you try to escape with a... Pro... Fuck. Pro... This, this fucking post is going to expose me. What's that? Procedurally? Procedurally. Jesus, these are words I haven't said a lot. Generated environments and permadeath. It's up to you and your wits to stay alive and to outsmart another monster. Good luck. Start running. Next, Saints Row the Third. Everybody knows what Saints Row is. Next, Superhero X. Superhero X is a only 2.5D create your own fighter fighting game. Next, Trial Makers. Trail. Trail Makers. Build a car, a plane, a boat, or maybe a car plane boat? Okay. <laughs> All three. With Trailmaker's Inventive Builder. Next. The Wonderful 101. That is a team of heroes, yeah. A team of heroes from around the world must unite to protect the Earth from vicious aliens. This band of 100... Or, this band of 100 Wonderful Ones works together using their fantastic abilities to create a variety of forms. So, there's a bunch of games here, guys. I, I think there was at least 10, 10 or 11 games that you can choose from. Uh, coming out not too long from now for the PlayStation. It's going to be legit, guys. I think they're either going to be free or very cheap. Uh, the ones that I liked the most on there was definitely a fold apart. I like that one, and I think Concept Destruction would also be fun. And Gorn. Gorn would probably be fun, too, considering it's VR and I get to punch people in the face with my blood-soaked fists. Or bork-soaked fists, as I would blowed. call it. You said blood. Blood-soaked fists. Alright, but that was what I had for PlayStation. So, hope you guys like that. And like I said, I will post that onto our Facebook page. Uh, uh, sorry also about not talking much about Xbox. Uh, that's typically our guy, Micah's forte, but he hasn't been here for a little bit. So, uh, we're just really going with our, uh, going by our own guns and going with Sony and uh, Nintendo on this. Yeah. If there's anything big, Microsoft-wise, we'll, we'll tell you. Like The um, only thing they did is they showed off a, a tech demo uh, for uh, the Series X. The, it looked like it was... I don't even think it's a real game. I just think, like I said, it was a tech demo. But it showed uh, this person that looks eerily like Laura Croft from Tomb Raider climbing Skeleton Mountains, kind of like Link can do in Breath of the Wild. Okay. But the it definitely it looked very realistic. So I can definitely say... The Xbox Series X will not disappoint in the graphics department. I can't speak for anything else. I'll say this, too. I know that there's not a whole lot of JRPGs fans that watch this, probably, but uh, Scarlet Nexus is a JRPG that surprisingly is going to come out only exclusively for the Xbox at launch. So far. So far, it's going to be an exclusive. Sony might try to swoop in and get it. Maybe they will, maybe they won't, but Scarlet Nexus, it, it looks legit. It looks fun, but... It's, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be an Xbox exclusive, so shout out to that for right now. Awesome. Well, I'm going to cover a little bit of Nintendo news. 
here's some games coming out in the next two or three months uh, for the Switch that I really want you guys to pay attention to. I'm just going to scroll through the list and point out the ones that appeal to me. Well, I guess I'll read them all. Uh, I don't really know what these are. They don't have descriptions with them, but there's Lonely Mountains Downhill, Void Bastards. Void Bastards, that one. That's the one. Pong Quest, Auburn Munchies Odyssey, T.T. Isle of Man Ride on the Edge 2, What the Golf, The Wonderful 101 Remastered. I recommend I play that game on the Wii U. I'd recommend uh, skipping it. Uh, it's not that good of an experience, and uh, I actually consider it a waste of my money. Uh, Minecraft Dungeons is coming out. It's like a Minecraft RPG. I am looking forward to this game, and I do plan on purchasing it. It comes out on May 26th. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition comes out May 29th. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you have some uh, knowledge of Xenoblade, whether it comes with uh, playing Smash Bros. or playing any of the Xenoblade games before. This game's been on both the Wii and the 3DS eShop. So uh, if you haven't played there or you don't want to pay for Switch prices for it, you can definitely pick them up on that console. Personally, I didn't like Xenoblade 2. It's probably my most overhyped game for the Switch. Uh, so... I've never played the original Xenoblade Chronicles, but hopefully it is a little bit better. Uh, XCOM Collection, or XCOM 2 Collection by 2K comes out May 29th also. Borderlands Legendary Collection by 2K Games comes out May 29th. I do plan on getting that game. Uh, my friend Josh Rutherford has really uh, talked up Borderlands, and I, I look forward to trying it for Switch. And Bioshock the Collection by 2K comes out May 29th as well, so... It's a triple hit of a 2K. Also, it's an indie game, and it wasn't mentioned here, but there's this game called Bug Fables coming out on, I think, the 28th. And uh, it is essentially what Paper Mario, the first two games are, except they're, it's kind of like a Bug's Life mixed with Paper Mario. I'm actually looking forward to it, and I'm picking it up. It's not like Under Hero, where it's like Super Paper Mario. It's like the original first two Paper Mario games, and I'm definitely looking forward to playing it. Uh... In June, there's Clubhouse Games, 51 Worldwide Classics. That's just essentially a uh, mini-game montage, kind of like Wii Sports Resort, Wii Sport, you know, different mini-games. Burnout Paradise is a game I'm looking forward to. It comes out June 19th. Uh, Ninjala, Mr. Driller, Drill Land, The Legend of Heroes, Trail of Cold Steel 3. Ooh, that one, that one, get that one. No Straight Rose by Metronomic, uh, June 30th. And July 2020 releases, as far as I'm going, because these are games I want you to look forward to in the next couple months. Catherine Full Body comes out one? July 7th. That's definitely up on my Switch list. Not wish list, Switch list. Switch list, damn right. Deadly Premonition 2, A Blessing in Disguise on July 10th, which is my mom's birthday. Shout out. And Paper Mario The Origami King, which is the most hyped game for Switch for me thus far this year, and I don't see any game that can change that. Uh, by Nintendo on July 17th. Alright. Guys, I've played some Catherine Full Body. So I'll explain a little bit of what that is to maybe get you guys hyped on it too. So, what Catherine Full Body is, is a remake of the original game Catherine that came out for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360. And it adds in a new girl named Catherine because they're all three named Catherine. Is the name of the game. They all have to be named Catherine. And what it's about is about a guy named... Vincent Brooks. And for anybody who's played Persona 4 will get this next reference because Atlas made this game and they make the Persona series. Um, there's a girl by the name of Midnight Venus who introduces you to the Midnight Channel. 
And on the Midnight Channel, you meet Vincent Brooks. And Vincent Brooks is a guy who is tormented every night by a strange thing that would spoil it if I said what happened. He's tormented every night, and every night he has to go through these nightmares. And these nightmares are formed as puzzles. So he has to climb up these puzzles every night to escape from his nightmare, and if he doesn't, he dies in real life. So the story is exhilarating. It's, it's a fantastic story. I don't think Atlas is capable of coming up with a bad story. Atlas came up with Persona 5 story. Atlas came up with Persona 4, which has the Midnight Channel in it, and now Catherine Full Body, where Midnight Venus shows the story on the Midnight Channel of a man named Vincent Brooks and his three Catherines. Bl <laughs> Blonde hair Catherine with a C, brown hair Catherine with a K, and then pink-haired Catherine, the new Catherine Q. that they just added, with a Q. I just made that up. I didn't know there was going to be a Q. It's a, it's a Q. Quatherine. That's what I call her. I call her Catherine, Catherine, and Quatherine. So, it's it's an amazing story. If you have a Switch, please get it. Like, it's, it's good. For, it's on the PlayStation 4 as well right now, but if you would prefer to play it on the Switch, don't miss it. Catherine Full Body is a game that you should be you should be looking forward to, for sure. Alright, uh, we're really running kind of short on things to talk about, but before we go, uh, I just wanted to talk about my trivia question of the week is, what is the first video game I have ever played in my entire life, as long as I've been alive, all 25 years, what is the first game I ever played? And, uh, We'll go to Michael for the quote of the week to end the pod. Uh, you want to you give them uh, A through D of or some choices for that? Question? Oh, yeah, sorry. I, I should do that. All right. Um, is it Pong for the Atari? Um, is it Super Mario 64 for the N64? Is it uh, Duck Hunt for the NES? Or is it Super Mario Bros. for the NES? All right. Those, those are your uh, options to choose from. Hopefully we have some, uh, some people answering that. And to end the podcast, guys, my video game quote this time comes from Corpse Party. And it is, the Sachiko Ever After charm is actually a charm of friendship. We'll, we'll catch you guys next week.